Let me say this as, we, as I begin this new episode, which is entitled, We Survive, We Thrive, We Are Black. In my opinion, it has come to be, this month, Black History Month, has come to be a period where even some people truly not want to honor my black history, the black history of African Americans here in America. They choose this month, and I use the word they in the context of white folks, as they're known here in America. People of power, some not of power, some ordinary people who I see on social media, who I've encountered in real life, they choose to acknowledge my history, the collective history of black people in America, with a lot of lip service, from politicians to the pulpit. And once the month is gone, it's as if they've done their due diligence and life goes on, they continue, these individuals continue, to want to enact laws that they claim do not. They can, these people in power can continue to act, enact laws, enact laws, because in certain states now, these laws are taking hold. They're on the books. They're written out. They're signed off by the governors. These laws that are really designed not only to hinder the freedom of all Americans. And I like to mix McConnell who says African Americans as if we're different from someone else. We're not different than anyone else. We're Americans. And they say I'm not restricted when it comes to the our ability to vote. When it comes to our ability to speak, our ability to speak about our history from our standpoint, to write out our history, to tell our story. And the debate goes on in the media, and it goes on in conversation, and it goes on when people show up saying, look, we need laws change because we need voter ID, and we need, you're not talking about critical race theory. A concept has been taught for years in the colleges, colleges, universities of this country. They have in different ways being taught. But now it has a name. It has a all-inclusive way of describing what's really our history. They say that America, sweet land of liberty, was not liberty for all at one time. It's still not as liberty for all when you stick to change laws to hinder our right to vote. Because our voices are now being heard. Loudly. This is nothing new. This is nothing new. From when the deal was made to withdraw the northern troops from the south after, after allowing blacks in the south, even in Mississippi, Alabama, and places, you can check your own history, to be elected to state houses, to start making their voices heard, to build churches when blacks and whites sit together. Worship together. They even have churches, churches, Christianity was coming together in small ways. But the deal was made. Yes, the Emancipation Proclamation gave us certain types of freedoms. 
the deal was made way back then. So I cannot go and talk about what's happening now, but to talk about what happened back then, because someone else said, well, you need to get up that, you need to get over that. And now they're finding that, these same individuals are finding their black talking heads who have benefited from the changes. The Ben Carson's of the world. The Candace Owens of the world. The Justice Roberts, not Justice Roberts, excuse me, Clarence Thomas, even Justice Roberts played a part in dismantling the Civil Rights Act, Clarence Thomas, top of heads of the world. About society, about culture, Just talking black heads. Just they're speaking for all of us when they actually they were beneficiaries, beneficiaries of the changes going back to the freeing of the slaves, going back to when people of color were actually elected in the state house of power. Can you imagine what the, our country would have been like if the deals were not made way back then and even the deals are being made now? I said to you white folk that are listening here, because a lot of my audience are white folk, white men in particular. I know my demographic. I know who pays attention to this podcast. I know you are listening. And if you have heard all you can hear, you can take it all you can take, then go find another podcast. Find another freaking show to listen to. But if you're willing to make the changes to speak it, in rooms where I cannot speak to knock up, go behind doors that I cannot enter yet. But some are doing. Not all of you, just some some are doing. In the corporate halls. Hey, if I'm gonna tell you this. With the current heated conversation. Yes, this is political because our history is political. Black history is political, not just spiritual, it's political here in America. So if you are bothered by this going down as a little politics, you cannot separate the two. You cannot separate the politics of America from the blackness of America. Because we were standing tall. We were standing tall. We were surviving even when we were not considered, even when we were considered to be cattle. Auction off on the auction blocks. Families separated. And we were taught, we were told to worship you, made to worship with you in your churches in separate pews. What tradition has it that the white gloves that black folks wear, we have tradition worn in church? Came from a period. This tradition, I can't verify it. Some say it happened, some say it wasn't a reason it happened. But we know it. I know it happened. You can look at the history of wearing the white gloves, so we would not touch the master's hand or in other words, white hand. And so we would be contaminating them back in the days of slavery, back in those time periods when we were God worshiped with you. So am I overlapping the past and the present? Yes, I am, because the past will repeat itself in our present if we, those of us who see, those of us who hear knowledge. Those of us who are willing to say, you know what, black history is not just human history, it's also American history. It's living history. And the wounds associated with the past as a disenfranchisement of the black people, of me as a black man, of my people, from the beginning of this country, forming. It's continuing. 
for this day. There are those who say, well, I don't watch the news. Yes. Well, I don't do this, I don't do that. But yes, if your rights are gone, will you stand up and watch something then? You choose then. There's our things we have for us. Thank you. Perhaps it'll be too late. I speak to you naturally as I do with this podcast because we have learned how to survive as a people. Even with the thing, injurious things we do to each other, we have learned to survive as a people. It is hard, in my opinion, to separate the mindset, the self-destructive mindset of my people from what was taught for some years ago, the period of slavery. When we came out of slavery, when we were finally free, but not finally free because we carried the abuses of slavery into our subconsciousness. We carried with us a master's mindset. We were not given the tools needed. And when, yes, the deal was finally made before Abe, y'all love, some of y'all love Abraham Lincoln, was made. They actually give us 40 acres and a mural in South, mural in South Florida. In Florida. That's where it was supposed to start it in the branch house in the south. The law was made there. Abe was it? Abe Lincoln was executed. That's the next president. But well, just can't do all we know. That's the history. You can do your research yourself. So now we're talking. We're speaking loudly that we want our due. Uh, one power black people have, African Americans have, the same power. The whole American share the power of the vote. I wish I had one of the African American listeners on this podcast, but I don't. So I'm disenfranchised disenfranchise as a black man. I allow myself to be disenfranchised. Because I wanted so badly to be part of a ever-changing culture where we all blended and worked together to cover up my own pain. Then again, think about my childhood upbringing, which I'll bring into this briefly. I was taught that I must not be good enough. Must not be like you, the white man. By black grandmother, the generation after slavery, that's what she knew, that's what she was taught. To never measure up. This is a collective trauma. So I'll say this that yeah you know, we I know I measure but even now in hollowed halls I have described a little bit harder, do a little bit better. My black sisters have described a little bit harder, do a little bit better. There is potential that a black woman will be on the Supreme Court. The backlash coming out, people speak out. Oh, this is not what America looks like. Now watch the news shows where there have white commentators. Talk about black issues now. This is not what America... What does America look like if it doesn't look like black? Yeah. America is just as black as the soil that was told toiled by my ancestors' sisters in the fields. America is just as black as the fact the ones who escaped to the north to work in the factories and substandard wages in horrendous conditions. America is just as black as the women who washed the clothes took care of the kids or the nannies, the housekeepers. 
lady at a restaurant sit at your table. And even with the movie Gone with the Wind, where Black Mother Proud won the Oscar, she could not sit at the table. So our past has collided with our present. And there are those of us who are tired. Those of us who had a late wake-up call, I got there to say, you know what? I'm not just black. I'm a part of a people that survived and we thrived in the worst conditions. We no longer be silent for the ancient fields of the South and the factories of the North to the Jim Crow era. When again, laws are made to differentiate between us and you. To the civil rights movement, peaceful protesters in the streets being attacked by dogs and policemen. You don't people to the Black Lives Movement when some of you want to say all lives matter. And I was born into that bullcrap. Because I was taught to believe the kids. The power life doesn't matter. That's a degree. Because yours was better. But I, as a black man, raised sons. I love dearly in a culture where all lives matter. As long as you feel little. Measured up to the religious status quo of traditional Christianity. Yes, I am a Christian, first of all. I believe as such. But I also believe that the Muslim is my brother, and the Jew is my brother, and any other person of any other faith is my brother, because if you really want to get down to the core of it, least of those three major faiths who hold on to the whole in common, the first five books of the Bible. We get out to the core of it. We come to spirituality. I'm switching gears now because the political thing has been done. It's being done. The tax are real. We would not be silent on that. We would stand up and say our history would be taught correctly. This is our history and it's American history. And we are a major building component of this country in the present time and future. You go on to the spirituality part or you may say the religious part of it where the three major world, three major faiths share in common the first five books of the Bible, but depending on how they call them, for reference now. Pentateuch, ancient language covering the first five books of the Bible. For those that don't know, talks about the history of humankind. Even I do believe that it's real history. That actually happened, but that's your choice. But I do. But I base this on that. But I base it also on science because science has traced the DNA of humankind at least back to a common mother in a place now known as Africa. The continent of Africa. And it's not some place where you just see all these little poor, sick children running around. And, oh, my God, we can save them. No, it's a continent that's rich to the point that Europeans have raped it. Not only raped us from it, predominantly, to only rape our women in the past. You have to throw in that real quick because some of y'all want to get out the horrors back there. Genesis. 
different translations that simply states that God reached down to the earth and created man. Pulled man from the earth. Breathed life into man from the earth. Black soil of the earth. Our melanin runs even through your veins to a certain degree because it runs through all human beings. Even if they say, well, it's all the sensations of men and women all over the earth. How can that be? How can it be one common thread? Simply, if the scientists have proven that, and you can do your own research on that, common DNA goes back to a mother, mother who was in Africa. They've done the research. I'm not the scientist. I'm sharing loosely what it said. You can do your own research. The Bible states it. We can take, take our DNA and see that from us all came. Black Lives Matter. 
because we do. We had to. We survive. We thrive. We are black. American history is not only human history. Human history is American history. Our history is world history. It's not just history. It's present-day legacies. We are building legacies. Many of us are building legacies. We are tapping into the power of gaining financial, being financially prosperous. We are going back to our communities. We are sowing. Look at some of the great athletes who are sowing back. We are building schools. We are put. We are investing in our communities. And guess what? You are surviving. You are benefiting many of you. And we were sure as hell show up at the polls to tilt the stem the tide. Against our history being taught correctly about, again, we will slow down this wave just pounding against our shores, saying, no, we want you back where you belong. And we said, no, we are where we belong. Because we, this country was built on our backside and the backside of other immigrants from the people of China who built the railroads. But our Native Americans who was here before all of us. They were here before all of us hit these shores. And many of their ancestors who walked the trail of tears, what is known as the trail of tears, and they still survive, and they still thrive, and they are here. The quality of black, maybe of my skin, but its ability to survive and thrive against horrors, against, against it, right across the board. Does America have a something to pay, a price to pay? Sure it does. For the laws that's been written, but not for some of us, not really for all of us. But the laws are being changed, and that's the price we're gonna pay. I believe when we show up to the polls, when we start voting, when we start electing officials, when the leadership of this country becomes looks more like the makeup of our country. For the leadership of our country, looking what the make of our country. As our people of faith come together, interface worship, pushing against, pushing diversity, pushing change. When members, people regardless of sexual orientation, are no longer held back, pushed back, put down. When our women no longer, black women, no longer push harder for recognition of who they are and the things they accomplish. With the make of our make of this country is changing, and we will lead the charge as we've always done. From the cotton fields in the South to the factories in the North, to the political stages to the march on Washington, to the Black Lives Matter movement, to the gunning down of our people for needless reasons, when one person, a white person, can shoot somebody and be taken into custody and they're still living and breathing, we will survive. We will thrive. We will continue to lead the way. As we join with others of all the ethnicities and building a stronger, more unified country and let our voices be heard at the polls, at the pulpit, in corporate America, on the streets, in our conversations with each other, the other people do not look like us. Because that's what we do. That's what we do. We survive. We thrive. We are black. 